once that started to shift in our marriage, it blew open the doors for intimacy in our marriage and really feeling deeply connected. Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fueled Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas, and this week we're going to continue our series on intimacy. We are going to talk about how to build a strong foundation in marriage. I'm so excited for this conversation. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace-fueled wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the grace-fueled wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. All right, so if we're talking about building a strong foundation in marriage, it has to come down to building a strong friendship. What about you? Are you friends with your husband or is he your best friend? Because so many times they're not. And I've heard this so often where I have a bestie, like, and I have my girls and we have this great fun relationship. We can talk all the time and she knows everything about me. But when it comes to our husbands, we don't have that same kind of connection. And let me tell you, I was there years ago. Not It was not even that long ago that my husband, you know, I had my friends and then I had my relationship with my husband, but they were two separate things. And I was not always able to say that my husband was my best friend the way I can say it now. And what I can tell you is that once that started to shift in our marriage, it blew open the doors for intimacy in our marriage and really feeling deeply connected. And here are some of the reasons why. Number one, so many times I've heard of women who are frustrated with the disconnection in their marriage and they describe it as a roommate. They're like, my husband is more of a roommate than he is my husband or my soulmate or my lover or my friend. And here's the thing. I have had roommates who I did not get along with. And I've had roommates who were my best friend. And it's two totally different things. If you have a roommate who you're just cohabitating with, you could both be living in the same apartment, in the same house. Heck, you could both be living in the same room. I had a roommate in college and we did not get along. We did not like each other, yet we had to share the same room. And what happens? Your schedules are totally off. It doesn't matter what this one's doing. You are just, whatever it is that you have to get done, 
for the sake of your living space, that's the only time you talk. Other than that, you guys are on two separate planes. During the time in my marriage where my husband was that kind of roommate, I would walk into a room, he would walk out. He would come home from work and busy himself doing one thing and I would busy myself doing something else. We would not talk. We had no connection whatsoever. We were like just passing each other. It was, it was a heart-wrenching, heartbreaking way to live. But we did live that way for quite a bit. And it was really heartbreaking. But on the flip side, I have had roommates who are my girls, who are my bestie, who at the end of the day, it was like, you know, this was way back when I was single and had newly graduated from college and I was living with my best friend. And I was like, hey girl, we would come home. What are you doing after work? What time are you getting home? We would wanna know, we would wait for each other. We would meet up after work or we would meet up at the apartment and maybe it was like every night was a sleepover. Come home, change, get to something comfortable. Cause you know, it's like working in corporate America, running around in heels all day. So I would like put on my PJs and she would come home and we would sit on the couch and have a glass of wine, tell each other about our day. And it was so much fun. It was heaven. It was like the best time. That is the kind of roommate that my husband has now become. We live together, but we don't just cohabitate. Like I look forward to talking to him and spending time with him and really connecting with him. And I'm sure so many of you are looking for the same thing. So understand that you can be roommates and still be best friends, right? The, the, the difference that when we call a roommate, you know, when we're talking about that roommate situation in marriage, we're talking about two people who are living together, who are just cohabitating and are not connecting. What I want to do for you is help you to build that foundation of friendship because before any sort of physical intimacy can happen, we, most of us, we need a real emotional connection. And for our husbands, a lot of times that emotional co connection comes through the physical intimacy. So this is going to be a way where you can do both at the same time. It's yes and not one or the other. Number two, if you have that bestie and it's not your husband, let's talk about why. Because like I said, for so long, for so many years, I had my girls and my husband was not that person and that relationship was separate now i have my girls but i also have my husband as my best friend the reason why we need to cultivate the friendship with our husbands because this friendship is the foundation that our entire marriage is built on this friendship builds intimacy and trust think about the kinds of things that you share with your girls I mean, I might say, oh, girl, that day was so funny. I laughed so hard. I peed on myself. Kind of crazy things, right? <laughs> like, these are things you could tell your best friend. You might not tell your boss or you might not tell, like, somebody at the grocery store. But they're the kind of things that you could whisper to your best friend and laugh about and joke about. But why? Why are they special? And why are they funny? Because they are intimate. And we know that we could trust our best friend with those details. And that is the sort of relationship that we're looking to build with our husband. We want to be able to trust him with those funny little details. Okay, so now that we've talked about why is it important for your husband to be your best friend, the difference between roommates and that deep friendship, and you've thought a little bit about who is your best friend and whether or not that person is your husband, I'm going to give you four tips to figure out how to build that friendship with your husband. So we want to build a strong foundation 
in our marriage and building that strong foundation starts with building that friendship. So how do we do that? Number one, and this is going to sound cliche, but hear me out. We are going to reserve time for intimacy and for fun. What does this mean? And most of you will be like, oh, you mean like date night? Yes, like date night, but it doesn't have to be date night. It could be date day. There's so many ways that we could do this. So many times we hear about continuing to date your spouse, but I think oftentimes people will write that off. They're, well, we don't have the funds or the time to go out for a dinner and a movie every week. Uh, Yeah, obviously dinner and a movie, especially when you have kids, could be really expensive, but that is not what I'm talking about. Your best friend, you might not see her all the time. I don't get to see my best friend all the time. She lives really far away. So when we do see each other, I mean, maybe I see her once a year at best. If I'm lucky, I get to give her a hug once a year. But what we do is try to make time for just her and I connecting. That's maybe it's time on the phone, when I'm driving. And, and that might not even be every week. Maybe that's once a month. But we make time to connect and talk to each other, just her and I, with no one else around, so that I could tell her all the things that I wouldn't tell in front of other people. That is one of the ways that we build this foundational friendship with your husband, because if not, how are we doing that? How are we getting that time with him if we're not actually intentional about it? And I talked about this in last week's episode. The other thing we need to do is reserve that time for just fun. So that is not the time that we're going to bring up, you know, scheduling and kids and maybe some of the difficult conversations that we've been having lately or like, you know, maybe your kid is having trouble at school and you're not seeing eye to eye on how to deal with it. None of those conversations. That's not what we're going to bring up. And in these sessions, we're going to bring that up in another time. But what we are going to do is just save time for fun. So maybe it is dinner and a movie, but maybe it's going for a walk or going and grabbing a cup of coffee or going for a drive. Just time where you can sit and hang out and talk. All right. So now that we've talked about reserving time for fun and to talk, I already hear you guys like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. I have a... I have a problem because that's not my husband. He doesn't like to talk. What are we supposed to do? I got you, girl. Because guess what? My husband doesn't like to talk either. So what do we do? I'm a talker. He doesn't like to talk. How do we spend this time? How do we how do we connect? How do we talk? How do you get him to talk? I gotcha. One of the things that I do, and this is going to be number two, you're going to approach him with curiosity. And understand that he's not going to have the same capacity for words that you do. And that is okay. Oftentimes, because he doesn't have the same capacity for words and he doesn't meet our energy, but we want to sit and we just want to like, you know, I, like my daughter says, mommy, I want to give you all the tea. Like we're going to sit down and we're going to, she's just going to tell me about her day or like, yes, we're going to sit down and let me hear all the chisme girl. Like tell me chisme is gossip for those of you who don't know Spanish. Like tell me everything that happened in school. It's not like I'm going to go and repeat any of it. So we're not actually air quotes gossiping, but it's just her letting me know about everything that was important to her. 
And I get it. You might want to do that too. And your husband does not have the patience for it. So what happens is we don't ask. We don't ask them. We don't tell them. And we just kind of let it go. And we save those conversations for our besties and for our girlfriends. And there's plenty of conversations that I save for my daughter because I know that she would prefer to hear it. But what ended up happening is that I had stopped approaching my husband with curiosity. So because he wouldn't really match my energy, because he wouldn't really give me 2,000 words on, you know, what happened in his day, I wouldn't ask. Then what that led to is me not knowing what was going on in his life. It led to him not leading a separate life in that he had a separate family and all this other craziness going on. But like, I didn't know anything about his life outside of our family. I didn't know about work and what his frustrations were and what sorts of dreams that he had at work. And I get it. He's not the type to tell me about his dreams, but I had no idea what was going on because I never asked. I never knew what he was frustrated with, what, what he was struggling with, who was pissing him off, you know, who was like impressive to him at work. I didn't know anything about this or, or for you, it's whatever it is that your husband is doing throughout the day. I had no idea about those things, again, because I had stopped asking. And I have to give my husband the credit here. He's the one who pointed it out. And I was like, what? I mean, psh, just blew my mind. You know, thank God for him who pointed it out that I had stopped asking or that I didn't ask. And what I started to do was I just started to say, so how was it? Or how was your meeting? Or how did that thing go with that client? Or how did that, whatever that is, you know, again, uh, whatever that looks like for you, but how did it go? And he might in the beginning just be like, oh, it's fine. Oh yeah, well did so-and-so. And what it means is that you have to pay attention to the little things that he does say so that you can start to bring them up and ask him about it. Because all of a sudden he'll start to see that, wait a minute, you do care. You do want to know. And you might not have the same lengthy conversation that you would have with your best friend. But for him, it's a lot. And it helps him to feel seen and heard because it tells him, I care about what's going on in your world, babe. I care about what's going on with whoever. I want to know who's the guy pissing you off at work or who's the lady that did this. And it might sound silly, but it is a way for him to feel like there is somebody that he could talk about because you know, my, my husband's not, a, not only is he not a talker, but he's not a gossip. He's not, and none of these things would he ever talk about with anybody else. If he's not going to talk about it with anybody else, then we don't give him that outlet. And sometimes that's all he needs is an outlet. That's all it is. Helping you guys to become intimately aware of what's going on in each other's lives. So now we're at a point where I know Everybody at work, like he tells me about all his coworkers. I know almost all their names or if not as, oh, this is the one that, da, 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 da. and like, he'll know about different deals that I have going on. And, oh, how's this one? Or how's that? You know, and he'll ask me and not that I'm sharing intimate details about my clients' lives, but he'll know, oh, how's that project going? You know, when I was a real estate agent, he would ask me about those details. Oh, how is so-and-so or how's that house going or, or how are those clients and, and did everything go well there? And now we can really share that. And it has 
really built a tremendous amount of intimacy in our marriage because we sit and we talk like girlfriends. And even though it might not be the same level of talk that you you might be used to, it is certainly a beautiful thing that we are able to connect. The other thing that we do is, so this is multiples, right? Multiple levels of communication going on here. So number one, I told you we save time for fun. Number two, I told you that I approach him with curiosity and he approaches me with curiosity. So we want to hear about each other's days. And I, I kind of told you about why your husband might not be so talkative right now, besides the fact that he doesn't have a lot of words, but why, right? And that's because a lot of times we just stop asking. But here's the other thing. Number three is we have weekly, well, us, it's like every other day, but a lot of other couples I know that that do have this practice, they swear by it, and they have weekly check-ins. Now, what does that mean? That means that those are the conversations for scheduling, the kids, what's going on with so-and-so's teacher, did you call this and that and da-da-da, can you pick up the dry cleaning, like The day-to-day mundane things that require almost like a management meeting, right? All those daily, that daily boring stuff that makes up marriage. Oftentimes, when you have that roommate, that disconnected roommate situation that we talk about, oftentimes that is the only time they speak. And what we want for you is to talk about those things, but make sure you're talking about all the other things. But by doing those things and doing that on a weekly or daily or every other day kind of basis, you're able to avoid arguments that would happen because you didn't communicate. Where it's, uh, for instance, myself, you know, I spend days where I'm recording and I needed to be relatively quiet in, in the house. And my husband spends days where he's on business meetings over Zoom and he is not relatively quiet when he does that. And I told you, I live in New York City. I have a small apartment. So if he's in one room on a Zoom meeting and I'm trying to record on the other, this noise is conflicting. Well, if we don't have conversations like that, we can't set that up. You know, I have a shared calendar, but if I don't say, hey, what's going on this week? And he, again, to his credit, is so amazing with this. He'll say, babe, what do you have going on today? What do you have going on this week? And even though we have a calendar, he'll want to know, where can I support you? Where, you know, do you need me to do pickup today? Or by the way, I need you to do pickup or I need you to, if you don't mind, you know, take the boy to school today so that I can get to the gym or I can get this in or I have a project going on here. Again, the little mundane things or, hey, reminder, we have to call the teacher or send that email or whatever that looks like. Those are separate check-ins and separate conversations from our fun and our daily connection time. And that is super crucial because what it means is that not only have we connected on a business level, on a, you know, just a managing of the house, day-to-day operations, working as a team, that's the stuff that keeps you working as a team, building that plan together as a team. But then now you're connecting on a fun level when you're going out on dates or whatever that looks like for you. And then you're also connecting on a, a just a personal getting to know each other. So there's all these levels of communication that are happening that are really, truly building that foundational friendship. And those kinds of conversations, by the way, are not the kind of conversations you're having with your girlfriends. Think about that. With your bestie, you're having the fun. 
maybe and maybe it's not often, but you're having the fun times and you're having like the check-ins and maybe that's not daily, but maybe it's weekly, maybe it's monthly, but you're having the check-ins to tell each other about your lives. But you're not having to do these daily business meetings, if you will, or weekly business meetings because you're not doing business with your bestie. You don't have to coordinate, pick up a drop-off and dry cleaning and all these other things, right? And errands. That's why it's crucial to building that foundation in your marriage because you're saying that it's important. I understand that it's important. We want to do these things to make sure that we're not fighting in the future and we're going to set aside some time for it. So whatever that looks like for you, I know people who do it once a week, maybe they do it on Sunday. Uh, I've tried to do it Sunday. It doesn't work for us, but my husband and I kind of have these informal meetings and we do it maybe every other day, you know. Well, two or three times during the work week, we'll sit and do it maybe once on the weekend. So that is going to be super crucial. The last thing, number four, to build a healthy, strong foundation in your marriage, aka a healthy, strong friendship, is going to be to do things alongside him. Now, you saw my first three things had to do with communicating verbally, but Typically, men, and I've said this before, are not as verbal. And a lot of times men want to do things next to each other, like with each other. So you notice most men don't go out to brunch on Sundays. Like that's not how most men connect. Like that's, that's certainly not how my husband connects with his buddies. They don't, they're not going to, you know, they don't go out brunching, right? They're not going to sit around and have conversations. My, my husband does also doesn't drink. So it's not like he's going out and getting beers with the guys. It's just not his thing. But he will go out and go play basketball or go play football or do something else where they're just hanging out and having fun together. And then maybe after they might go and watch a game or something, but they're doing something together. They're not sitting, you know, like he says, aimlessly and talking. The, the, the thing about their meat is not to talk, right? When you meet with your bestie, when we go and have coffee or we go and have drinks, the purpose of that meeting is to sit and talk and catch up. That's not what guys do. And so when we meet our husband in that place and understand that not every meeting is about sitting and talking and catching up because you have already throughout your day started to ask him questions where you guys are able to do that, you're also able to now do things next to each other, which means maybe they're active things. Maybe that's going for a hike or a jog or going to the gym together or for my husband and I, some of the fun things that we'd like to do is we like to go dancing. We like to listen to music. We have like Saturdays, we do like music day at the house and we just play music. It's no TV. Hey kids, TV's off, video games off, like none of that. We're just going to listen to music. And my daughter said, oh, we're going to do a dance party. I've got these like disco ball lights I'll put on and we'll just hang out. And those are things that are fun for us, but doing things beside each other that don't require talking is a way to build intimacy from the perspective of your husband. So if you're working to do things from your perspective of intimacy, which is connecting verbally, we also have to give back on our side and do something that is connecting with him. And yes, sometimes that means physical intimacy in the bedroom, but hey, that's all good. But it's also other things. So what types of things did you guys, maybe you did when you were first married and the things that you guys would do for fun. Because I've heard this often. My husband and I don't have similar interests. He likes golf. I don't. Guess what? My husband and I don't have similar interests either. But what we do do is look for the things that are 
what we do look for the things that are our common ground. And so for us, we like music, we like to dance, we like food, we do those sorts of things. But when he's going to go out and play sports, that's all you do. Like, go for it. You want to go cliff jumping somewhere? Like, go ahead, have fun, bye. You know, like, not interested whatsoever. Even even roller coasters. Like, we go to the amusement park and I'm the one, like, sitting with the bags. Like, well, go ahead, see you, have fun on the roller coaster. I'm not into it, but that doesn't mean that we can't connect on other levels. So that's what you're going to look for is what are the common grounds and where, what places can you connect with your husband and maintain these four things. So I'm going to just recap it for you real quick. What, number one, you're going to date your husband in some way, shape or form. You're also going to save the fun for dates and save the business conversations for another time. We save the tough conversations for another time. I talked about this in last week's episode, but it's not about just dating. It's about spending time to connect in person where you're just having fun. Number two is you're going to approach him with curiosity. You're going to ask him more about his day. How did that go? That's like my favorite. Oh, how did it go? How did the meeting go? How did this go? How did that go? What about this interview or, or this thing or this project? Things like that. But by approaching him with curiosity, we get away from the, the place of he doesn't talk, so I don't ask. She doesn't ask, so I don't talk. And that's that crazy little cycle there that really breaks down communication. So approach him with curiosity. Number three is going to be your weekly check-ins, however often that works for you. And that's your weekly business meetings. Now, so we've touched on fun. We've touched about on verbal communication. And now we're touching on the business meetings that are so foundational to a functional team and a functional marriage. And number four has nothing to do with talking at all and just to do with doing, just to do with the having fun, the active, whatever it is that looks like for your husband and you and the things that you find, finding this common ground of common interest and figuring that out and setting aside time to do that together with him alone and with you guys as a family, certainly as a family, that's going to be important because it's showing your children how that's important, but also taking time to make sure you do that with your husband alone. Doing all these things in combination, right? We're not going to be perfect with them, but doing all these things will really start to build a strong friendship, like foundational friendship so that you start to see your husband. You start to be excited to hear his voice and see him again, you know, or, or you send little text messages throughout the day. Like my husband and I, we don't necessarily communicate in words, but let me tell you, memes, I send him internet memes all the time. Like we just crack jokes all day long, sending, sending each other messages all day long. And that helps us to feel connected, even if we're not having long drawn out conversations. So what is it for you? I want to hear, I want to know all the things. You got two options right now. Either A, jump in the Facebook group and let us know. Introduce yourself and let me know what you guys do for fun. Or number two, maybe you're struggling in a specific area and you want to have a conversation about your specific marriage and situation. Reach out to me in the show notes of every episode, you will find a link to book a one-on-one coaching session. There are very limited spots. So whatever you find, I know that the time slots are pretty limited and because my time is pretty limited, but that is a way that you can book a one-on-one and we can talk and go through whatever individual things you might be experiencing in your marriage. I love you guys. And until next week, we will continue our series on intimacy. Bye-bye. Hey, love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value, 
in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.